Welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast, your space to find empowerment and wisdom on your journey. We talk about it all, sacred women's wisdom, empowered entrepreneurship, and everything you never learned about your body in one inspiring space. I'm your host, Cassandra Wilder. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast. My name is Cassandra, and I have a special guest on the podcast today. You all know that I'm fascinated by things like astrology and the Enneagram, and recently I was introduced to the idea of human design. Now, maybe you clicked this because you have no idea what human design is, and you're overwhelmed by all of these resources on the internet that actually cause more confusion, or maybe you've dabbled in it a little bit, taken the free test, and you're ready to determine what that means to be of a certain type and how you can use it for success in your relationships, in business, and also your own emotional well-being. About a month ago, I began my grand journey to find an expert in human design, someone that could take the very complex nature of human design and really bring it into a a tangible tool that all of us can start to use immediately. And I think that's also what makes the mark of a really great teacher or mentor, someone that can take something that's very complex, that has a lot of layers to it, and really serve it in a way that's truly usable. I think that's so essential. And my guest today certainly did that. Before I introduce her though, if you haven't found out what type your human design is, this episode may be a bit confusing, honestly. So in the link in the show notes, there's a link to my body graph and there's also human.design. These are websites where you just put in your time of birth and it pulls up your chart in essence, similar to astrology. And so then you'll know what type you are. And so as we start to go into all of the ins and outs of human design in this episode, you'll be able to know what you are and see if this information resonates with you. I'll be so interested to hear how this resonates with all of you. So let me introduce you to our guest. The lovely guest this week is Liz Coyles. She's from Ontario, but now lives in L.A., And she has done so much in her life. She went from being a wardrobe stylist to having her own scented candle company. She had a record deal. I mean, this woman has done so much, but she connected to human design, as you'll hear in this episode, through one of her dearest friends, Amy Allchurch, and since then started to see how it really transformed her life. She herself is a generator, and so she started to work one-on-one with people through coaching and readings to help them live authentically and find their unique powers, I guess we could say, through human design. So you're going to love her. The link is in the show notes, again, to do your free little uh, reading and also connect with Liz. So let's get started. Everything you've ever wanted to know about human design in a way that's actually tangible and usable. Welcome, Liz, to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I've heard a lot about human design over the years, but I have to admit for a long time, it felt too confusing (laughs) to me. And so (laughs) I didn't put a lot of weight into it and I didn't take the time to really research it. But I recently started to tap into it a little bit more and my apparently um, many gen ways. So (laughs) I'm sure that you'll Uh, help all of us make this more of a usable tool and something we can really grasp. So I'm curious, how did you get into human design initially? I actually got into human design through Amy Altrich, who is the founder of Align by Design. And she has been one of my closest friends for over 20 years. So we've just, you know, grown up together and been through life together. And at the time she was, um, she had a coaching business and she kind of presented this thing, human design to me. 
what did I think about it? Should, should she include it in her business? And I was like, yes, this is so cool. So she gave me a free reading. And that was like, that was, I think once I had my reading, I was like, ooh, I'm, I'm all in because I really just, when you get a reading done, as you're listening through, you just hear pieces of yourself that resonate so deeply that you're like, mm -hmm, that's me, that's me. And so mm. it becomes this um, beautiful kind of deeper understanding and acceptance of yourself. And once I had access to that, I was like, yep, I'm in. <laughs> so it sounds like the reading was really spot on. <laughs> very, very. Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. I love that she was like your long-term friend. She started to really blossom in it and that you hopped on. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it, was, it was amazing to see how her business transformed and how she was kind of transforming people's lives. And then simultaneously, I was just using the tools that she had given me in our reading in my life. And so kind of experiencing it for myself and then also watching it change her life. That, that was definitely what intrigued me. Mm -hmm. to um yeah just start pursuing it as a career amazing so this is what you do full-time in the world now yes I mean I have a couple of other little side hustles because I just am a very creative being now <laughs> for some um that's kind of no, manifesting generators are known to be the ones that have their hands in <laughs> pot um I'm actually just a, just a generator straight generator so I'm more here to be mastering something in life but I just love, um, I love to be expressing myself. So I make scented candles. I, um, I work as a wardrobe stylist sometimes, which I'm starting to kind of lean out of. I mean, COVID uh, certainly put a halt on that for most of 2020, uh, which has actually been so divine in the timing of my life because it's allowed me to fully dive into human design. And I recently went back to a job and I was on set and I just sat there being like, Oh, I wish I was doing a reading right now. Like I found myself <laughs> missing doing the work that I do, which is amazing because that's the lesson of like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe we don't say yes to the styling anymore and we mm. keep going with human design. Such wise words. Wow. <laughs> All right. So my next big question for you is, I think a lot of people have heard of human design, but they Google it or they read a description of it. And it's, it's like they can't even comprehend it. At least that's what my experience was as well. So how would you describe what human design is and how it helps people in a tangible way that we can actually use? Yeah, so it is human design is your is essentially your energetic DNA, like it is your energetic blueprint. And we are all so unique. And it really teaches you how you should be using your energy, where in your body you should be making decisions, how you should be working with the universe to kind of create the most ease and flow in your life. Um, and then you can go deeper into your center, centers, which are modeled after the chakra system. Mm -hmm. And within your centers, you can see really where your strengths lie, where your wisdom lies. And so you can really start to use it as a tool to see, um, you know, why you are the way you are. There's a lot of self-acceptance involved in seeing your chart because you can really feel seen and understood. And I think for me, what really intrigued me um, about human design is that, you know, I think as humans, we sometimes when things are going wrong in our life, we can so often look outside of ourselves to put blame on to it's not working because it's not working because. And human design really allowed me to, to look inward and be like, okay, well, this is the way that I'm designed to live. So, you know, a lot of it's just shedding conditioning from 
from life of just like, well, who cares what they say? I, I know in myself that this is the right thing for me. So I'm going to listen to myself. It's this permission to give yourself, um, you know, the space to do that. And, and that's what happens is we come into this life with this unique chart. That's how we're designed to be living as humans. And through our lifetime, through, you know, um, just society and parents and religion and school and all of these institutions that start to condition us to think we should be or think or act a certain way, we start to lose our the way that our truest self really desires to be living. And that's what human design gives you is it brings you back to the root of who you came into this life to be. Wow. I love this. This is the best description that I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) And it really resonates too, because whether it's in business or in relationships, we all feel like there's a model we're supposed to follow. And many of us know that often that doesn't work. It simply doesn't align or it doesn't feel right. And so it sounds like if you knew your human design, you would know innately how you best show up in the world and how your body responds. Yeah, because you're, you're so right. It's just like, well, and, and when, when we aren't working within the system, we feel like the, we are the problem. When you yes. understand your design, it's like, well, there is nothing wrong with me. I'm just not designed to be fitting in here. I'm better fit over here. Um, and so, yeah, it's just like, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. And I think that's, that's the best feeling. And that's really for, I mean, certain energy types, um, specifically when I'll do a reading with them. Like I've had people just in tears being like, oh my God, all along, I just thought I wasn't good enough. I didn't realize that like, I just, I'm just different. I'm a different energy to other people and I'm not supposed to be working the way that they're working. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I've heard that from a lot of, I believe they're reflectors. We'll talk about that in a moment, but if I'm not mistaken, they're the ones, right. That wouldn't thrive necessarily in like the hustle, (laughs) go, go, go mindset. Yeah. Reflectors and projectors for sure. Mm, okay. Which make up about 20, you know, 22% of the population ish, 21%. So, yeah, a lot of the population have been conditioned to, you know, work as the majority and it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And they, they burn out and they feel like they just aren't good enough because they're not keeping up. But really, they're not, their energy is not designed to be keeping up <laughs> in that way. Right. Wow. I already know so many people listening are like, oh my gosh, this is me. I've tried to fit the mold and it's not working. So uh, like you kind of mentioned, human design, I guess, is similar to the Enneagram and astrology and all of that in that there's like the basic level, but then there's also the really in-depth components of it that make it really personalized, right? Yeah, definitely. And I think it's also, you know, it's important to remember too, that you can have two generators or two manifesting generators, you know, two people who share the same energy type, but that doesn't mean that they're the same person because we all are living our own experience in life and we all have our own desires and our soul is on its own path. So while you can, um, you know, maybe share similar parts of your energy, that's just like the surface level, right? And then we get into your centers and we get into your gates and channels, um, your profile. I mean, human design truly is like an onion that there's just so many layers to it, but um, don't let that discourage you. <laughs> if you can really just start with your mastering your energy type, your strategy, which your strategy is um, how you're meant to be working with the universe to to kind of create that path of least resistance for yourself. And then your authority, which is where in your body you should be making your decisions, never from your mind, always 
somewhere else. Um, once you can, once you can really understand those three, that's like, that is where you'll start to notice the first major shifts happening in your life because you start to kind of, like I said, you, it's that path of least resistance, right? You start to realize where you can just create flow and life just feels a lot easier that way. It's kind of like, how can I work so that the universe can start bringing things to me versus me mm -hmm. trying to chase things and hitting resistance? Mm, that resonates. <laughs> Beautifully said. Okay, can you break down briefly the five human design types? And hopefully before everyone listened to this in the intro, they went and found out what type they are. So they'll, they'll be ready to receive this information. Yes, yes. Okay, so... So we'll start with manifestors um, and manifestors are, they make up about 8% of the population, eight or 9%. And they are very rare in that the, uh, all of the other energy types have to wait for something before they can um, initiate a, a project or, um, you know, wh whatever it is in life. Like you have to either be waiting to respond to something or waiting for an invitation for something. Manifestors are the only type that they don't need to wait for anybody else. They're, designed to be and to do and they're the initiators of the world so they're really here to just kind of get the ball rolling for everybody else and um for them they kind of get these urges so their energy really works in spurts so they'll get an urge um, a desire and inspiration and they're meant to really follow those urges and go and do and then not force it when they don't have them because um, that's a big conditioning for manifestors is that, you know, people can look at them and think that they're lazy, maybe because they can, or they can look at themselves as lazy, too, because their their energy is very inconsistent. They can be on for a few days and then off for a few days. And, and again, that's just how they're designed to be. So um, for them, their strategy, which is how they're meant to be creating that ease in their life is to inform. So they're really supposed to be informing anybody who may be affected by their decision that they're about to go make inform them that they're doing it it's not asking permission it's just saying you know hey i'm gonna go do this because what can happen because manifestors don't really need anybody else to get the ball rolling typically like friends or partners or people in their life can feel very left out so you can kind of hit um some roadblocks in relationships where your partner's just like but i just want to feel like i'm involved and a manifestor's like don't tell me what to do. The last thing a manifesto wants to do is be boxed in. They just want to feel free to be at peace, to do what they want when they want and just go. And so the, the way that that kind of becomes easiest for them is they can just inform. And when they inform, people can feel like they're on their side and they're like a part of that decision-making process. And that's really where they feel um, peace in their life. And that's, um, yeah, they're just meant to play big and go big and, um, they have a very strong energy. Like when they're, they're only 8% of the population. So you wouldn't know too many in your life, but the, the manifestors that I have found out that have been in my life, I'm like, ah, that makes so much sense because <laughs> they're kind of like, um, they say it's a repelling energy, but it's just one of those energies that like you kind of love them or hate them. Okay. Or not like love them or hate them, but you know what I mean? Like you, people are like, that's my type of person. or like, Oh, that's, they're too big for me. Sometimes the mm -hmm. energy is just too, too much for some people. Um, but yeah, they're amazing and they're really in touch with source. So they get these kind of divine inspirations and they're just meant to follow them. So that's, that's the manifester. Then you have um, generators and manifesting generators and together they make up about 70% of the population. So that's how most of us are. And what makes someone a generator or a manifesting generator is that they have their sacral chakra defined. 
And so what that means is that they, uh, that sacral chakra gives them that energy to really go and go and do manifesting generators and generators are the workers of, of life. And they're really here to be finding a work that they love and that lights them up. And that's where they find satisfaction in their life when they can really do a hard day's work that they love doing. And, you know, for them, it's like the, the quality of their work and the quality of their relationships is what really brings them their happiness and brings them that satisfaction. And so when they are doing things that they love and that excite them and that light them up, they generate more and more energy. And that's where they become these super magnetic beings that people are like, oh my God, I just want to be around you. Like I'm in a room, they're just like drawn to them. Um, mm. But when they uh, spend their life or, or time, you know, with people that they don't like or doing a job that they don't like, anything that they really doesn't doesn't light them up then they actually stop generating energy and they start it starts to become drained so that life force that like sparkly magnetic energy starts to become drained and I don't know about you as a manifesting generator like does any of that resonate with you like you could be doing a day of work that you love and you're like I could just keep going but then maybe you go for dinner with someone that you doesn't mean you don't like that person but maybe you're like oh I just really I don't want to go or I need a break from them and then you go and you come home just exhausted Completely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And when you were talking about too, how we get our energy from doing work that we love, sometimes it can be mm -hmm. to a fault, right? <laughs> Where we work and work and work and then eventually hit that point of like, this is a little too much. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, you know, the biggest conditioning for generators and manifesting generators is that there's this kind of um, like boundary karma because they are conditioned to be people pleasers. And, you know, it's like sometimes you just have to do things that you don't want to do to make people happy. And then we mm -hmm. do them and then we kind of get conditioned to think that that's where worthiness comes from. Because because our souls really generate the idea of like, uh, or sorry, our souls resonate with the idea of lifting other people up. And so we want to do that. And but, but this is the big lesson that we're here to learn in this lifetime is that you can say no and you can set those boundaries. And really, we live in this win-win universe so that when you choose to just fill your time with things that really light you up, you end up lighting up everybody else around you versus doing things you don't want to do to try and light other people up. It's much more effortless when you can just choose the things that, that really light you up. But, you know, that's shedding the, the, this idea that it's selfish to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the kind of deconditioning work. So um, for, for generators and manifesting generators, the strategy for them is to respond. And so, you know, we're kind of taught, it's like the Nike slogan, you want something, just do it, go hustle. And it's learning that, you know, we actually, uh, I think it's such a gift as a generator, manifest and generator, because we just are meant to just be paying attention to what's in front of us all day, every day. The universe is bringing us things to respond to. Ooh, you know, that coffee smells amazing. I want that cup of coffee. Ooh, that coffee, that, that like cafe is cute. I want to walk in there or oh my gosh, the light is hitting, you know, the wall in this room so beautifully. I want to go for a walk. Um, you know, we're just responding to things, songs on the radio, anything that can just start to generate more energy for us. So it's, it's kind of like the analogy that I love because people do struggle with like, well, what, what, so do I have to, what do I have to wait for? You know, when I'm responding, it's just, it's just imagine when you're at like a fancy party or a cocktail hour at a wedding, there are servers that come around the room with platters of food. And your job as the guest is to enjoy the party. And that server will come around without fail. You're not looking for them. They're just gonna keep coming around. Which, and then they put the platter in front of you. Would you like some? 
And you can look at it and say, ooh, yes, or no, thank you, I'm good. And the universe is the server and you are the party goer. So just enjoy it and, and, and say no to the things that aren't for you and say yes to the things where you're like, you know, in, in your sacral is your gut. So you can kind of feel it in your gut of like, ooh, and, and the gut only knows a yes or a no or a this or a that. And the yeses are what are pulling you towards your highest self. And the no's just mean that that isn't in the direction of your higher self. So trust, trust what you're pulled to and, and you know, be brave enough to say no when it's a no. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best advice I can give for the generators and manifesting generators. And, and manifesting generators are a little bit different because they are really not linear. Like the manifesting generators tend, like where generators are kind of here to master something in their lifetime, manifesting generators are here to like just extract everything that they can from something and then move on to the next. So oftentimes the struggle for manifesting generators is that people are like, oh, here we go, or she's on to something new again. Like, why can't you just stick with one thing, you know? But you're not meant to be linear. Um, just, you know, you're here to follow your bliss. And when your gut says you have a desire, like go follow it. And I think for any energy type, it's really important to know that our desires are not an accident. They're not a coincidence. There's a reason that some people love to knit and some people love to garden and some people love to run marathons. Like you couldn't pay me to run a marathon, truly not my thing, but some people love it, like lights them up so much. So it's like, trusting that the things that light you up are there for a reason they're there for you to dive into whether it's like teaching you a skill or a lesson or you know whatever it is and especially for mgs like don't shy away from pivoting onto something new it's kind of like for you guys it's kind of like okay i'm I'm really into this and i'm extracting everything i can from it and then i'm taking that it becomes this building block on my path and it's going to continue on and what's beautiful about mgs is like you know you could be um maybe you took like a sewing course for like you know six weeks one year and you're like oh you you know you got into it for like six months you're like okay I'm done with it then a couple years down the line you're at your best friend's wedding and someone's dress rips and they're like oh my god what are we gonna do and you're like oh I took up sewing three years ago for six months and so you just know how to do it you know it's like all these little tools that you guys can take with you on your journey and that's really what you're supposed to be doing so dive into them and just do what makes you happy all your bliss that's what's going to give you more energy and that's what's really going to lift up other people around you mm, that resonated yeah. so much thank you oh good <laughs> um so then we have projectors and projectors make up about 20 percent of the population and where i was talking about the rest of us so the manifestors and the manifesting generators generators are energy beings and they're here to really like create more energy and um, add to our collective of energy. Projectors are here really to be seeing and not doing. You guys, projectors, you are the guides of, um, you're the guides on the earth. You guys are here to really lead us through the way that you observe things because they see things in a really different way. And for projectors, to them, it's very obvious. Like, how do you not see that? You know, and I often laugh. I have a lot of projector friends. And it's so comical the way that they see things sometimes. Like we could be sitting out at dinner and we're talking about, I don't know, you know, our friend's wedding that's coming up. And the projector is just dazing off into the corner looking at the fact that the bathrooms and the kitchen are, are so close together. And that makes absolutely no sense. And why would they have it there? Like projectors can get caught up in like, just, they're just here to really improve the way that systems are in place or things are designed because that's just how they see things. Um, 
they have this kind of bird's eye view of of the world and that's their perspective. So they're 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 really their gift is in their perspective and they're they come into this life just so wise because of that those observations that they make. Um, so for projectors, you guys really your strategy is to wait for the invitation. And so what that means is that you know you don't need to wait to be invited to dive into what's interesting you or creating a program that you love or anything like that. What you need to wait for the invitation for is really when you're exchanging your energy with other people because what happens is projectors, um, you know, especially as children and even before you, you know human design, they'll just start to share their observances without getting an invitation. And that's where they really hit resistance because people can look at them like, oh my God, she's such a know-it-all or she's so bossy. When really they're coming from such a good place. They're just trying to improve things for people. But if they're not invited to do that, it can be received really poorly. And then they, they start to become really bitter. And just annoyed, they're like, you know, how does how does no one see things the way that I see, and why is no one listening to me? Nobody gets me. So really, you're just meant to be existing and be, be seen. Um, you know, share all all of yourself, but don't exchange. Like, wait, wait for that invitation to really share your wisdom with people, because otherwise, you will just get stuck. Um, and projectors, they need more, they have a lot of open centers. So they need more rest. They like self-care is really huge for them. Sleep is really big for them. They need a lot of alone time. Because they're they have these undefined centers, they're absorbing a lot of energy from other people all the time. And their ability to absorb that energy is, is what makes them such they have a penetrating aura where they can truly see into the other, and that's part of what cultivates the way they see things. But they need to give themselves time to rest and decompress. And so projectors typically are meant to be working, you know, they say four to six hours. I think that just depends on the on the person. But there's but that corporate hustle, the projectors are the number one people that are like, oh, like I'm I can't do this. Mm. Um and oftentimes that's where the tears come in is they're like, well, I just thought I just wasn't I was just weird. I was, you know, but they're just they're designed to be working differently. Their work is the way that they see things and they really thrive working one on one with other people. Um, and so, yeah, they're meant to just be like spending four to six hours of day doing their work. And then like, you know, it, the work being like sharing and guiding other people. And then the rest of their time, they should be just playing and having fun and investing in their own learning and what their desires are. And, um, yeah, giving themselves time to really see the world for all of its beauty. And, and, um, that's where they get their wisdom from. Mm. Um, and then we have reflectors who are the rarest gems of all. Um, they have no energy centers filled in. So they, uh, they're really here to kind of reflect back to us. They are the mirrors. They say that reflectors are everyone and no one. So they're, because they have all of their centers undefined, like similar to a projector, they're really picking up what's going on around them and then they're just they're, they're just mirroring it back so they can really um feel other people's fears and desires on a really really deep level and so because because of this they almost have this ability they're like chameleons they can really like transform into who they're around and kind of know what it's like to, to be them and to wear their shoes and so they can deeply understand people and environments and groups when they're around them because they can feel what it's like to be them. And so reflectors are really here to 
just be open and present in that moment so that, that they can really, um, you know, soak in all of that wisdom. And yeah, it's, um, it's just, they're here to remind us that we are all really different. And this is where projectors kind of struggle a lot because they're so sensitive Mm-hmm. and they sometimes can shy away but you know once they share those sensitivities people can kind of um reject them almost or like oh my gosh you know and they think that there's something wrong with that when really that's their that is their power they're here to reflect back they're here to show us what we're doing right they're here to show us what we're doing wrong and and not put themselves in a box because of how you know what other people think that they should be they their their power is is this ability for them to be these chameleons and show their wisdom in that way and they can really be anything they want which is magical so they're just meant to be letting life lead them in their, in their journey is very very passive it's just kind of like we're, we're in the moment how are we feeling and they are very sensitive to people and environments so when you're around people and it doesn't feel good leave if you're in an environment that doesn't feel good go you know but don't shy away um, from sharing your observances and what can happen for projectors again with that like cr- critique of being so sensitive is that they can kind of um, they can just shy away and then kind of like be alone and seclude themselves when really they're meant to be like right in the middle of all of us because that's where they can truly mirror what we're what we're doing in in society and they're they're interesting in their strategy they have to wait 28 days so they're really kind of um guided by the lunar cycle which is so fascinating so they're meant to make their big decisions in life at some point in this 28 days they're meant to like their decisions will kind of come become clear to them and through that cycle every 28 days there's almost like a new theme or a new chapter that they're learning or mastering within that um and yeah they're just they're very their natural state of being is very cool and calm and collected and and so for reflectors too similar to projectors alone time is so huge um because they can that's where when they're alone they can get back to that cool calm collective they can back to that place of feeling balanced um and so it's so important for them to get get back to that so that they can really know uh just be back in their calm state you know re-energize in that way because the feelings that they feel are really they, they they're not their own reflectors really don't feel their own feelings they're just they're here to kind of let them know what's going on with everybody else around them and and so for them it's like again the biggest thing for reflectors know that in society we can look at someone being sensitive as weak but it's really a power it's a, it's a, it's their superpower and and in time and and the more that you let yourself feel that and be strong in those feelings over time society like we will shift into a place where we see sensitivity as a power you know slowly collectively we're we're moving towards that it's just you know it's just going to take some time as evolution does so don't shy away from your feelings don't shy away from being sensitive know that you can do anything be super aware of who you're spending your time with you know that saying you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with that's very true for projectors so you know if you want to be have really positive big energy surround yourself with energetic people surround yourself with positive people you know find out who you'd like to be more like and then 
find those people and surround yourself with them. And that's how you will become that. Mm. Like, that was, yeah. wow. <laughs> I'm kind of speechless. Liz, like you are, you are so brilliant with this and I love how concise you made it. I have to admit, I've listened to a lot of random podcasts trying to learn about human design and I often leave more confused <laughs> than when I started. So thank you for breaking that oh, down so well. Thank you. No, my pleasure. And I've had some great teachers in human design and, and I really think that that's was my pull to, to start teaching it is because you're you're not the first person who said that to me people are like I don't get they're just saying big words and they keep repeating them and I don't know what it means and and you know I would hate for that to discourage somebody from diving into human design because it's, it's truly such a powerful tool to accept yourself and live in the way that you're meant to live and if we could all just like think of if we all just followed our desires and chose jobs that we loved and chose people that we loved to hang around, like what a beautiful place the world would be. We'd all be so yeah. much happier. Seriously. Oh, I so agree. Well, I'm curious to switch gears slightly. What do you think the biggest misconception about human design is? Um probably I mean I kind of touched on it earlier but just like that it's this kind of rule book versus just kind of being this blueprint for you right it's like because like for example I'll use myself like as a generator you're here to master something so people are like well I have to master something so I'm only going to do one thing where I'm like well no like you can do whatever your heart desires or just there this is just kind of a guideline for you right like I would hate for somebody to to learn about their design and be like, well, I have to be this way and I can't do this because I'm a projector or I can't do this. Like, you know yourself better than anybody else does. Like, you are here to make the rules for your life and you are here to create those rules. So, so don't let anybody or anything stop you. Do you know what I mean? So I'd hate for someone to like read about their energy type and be like, well, okay, I can only work four hours a day as a projector. So I'm done now. And because you read that online versus like what feels good for you. Um, yeah. So, so what I would say to that is just know that human design is an experiment. And so take what resonates with you and go with it. And if it doesn't resonate with you, then don't take it on. You know, it's not this like, it's not so rigid. Um, so don't let it be, I guess. Such a good reminder, because I think we can do that with any of these tools, whether, you know, I'm a Pisces, so I can't do X because I'm too mm -hmm. sensitive or, or I'm an Enneagram, whatever. So I'm, I'm grateful you're sharing that reminder that it's more about how it feels versus what this tells you to do. Yeah. And what are you taking from it? You know, because when mm -hmm. things stop working, pivot I mean even in my last relationship I'm a Scorpio he was a Gemini and it's like every single thing on the internet says like don't that's the word that but like we had some beautiful years together and I learned and evolved and grew so much as a person so it's like when things stop working whether it's experimenting with your design or whether it's you know you're in a relationship with a different star sign it's just like just pivot if it's not working pivot but just stay tuned into yourself and what feels good mm-hmm that's the best advice I think anyone could ever give. Mm. Well, speaking of relationships, I was curious, is it beneficial to know your type and your partners? I Before we hit record, I was like, I need to know what my partner's type is. And so I looked it up. I'm a manifesting generator. He's a generator. How mm -hmm. could that help a relationship? 
it's I think where human design really helps relationships is, is a deeper understanding of the mm-hmm. other. Um, and so, you know, generators and projectors oftentimes are very drawn to each other because they can kind of balance each other out. Um, but the generator manifesting generator, I would say it's just knowing that um, you guys both have the sacral energy. So you should really both be encouraging each other to, you know, follow what lights you up, follow your bliss, do that. Um, you know, for you, if you change course and pivot and try something new and drop it for him to just understand that that's just part of who you are and to encourage it and not, um, you know, get upset with you or like, you know, like, oh, here we go again, that, that you know, conditioning that can come into play. Um, and then I think when it comes down to like even deeper in your designs, like your, your centers, this is where it gets really fascinating because, so for example, I, um, for the root center, it's at the very bottom, I have a defined root. So I can handle a lot of stress and pressure and I can get things done in the 11th hour. And I almost thrive on that energy. I love it. Where my ex, he had an open root center. So for him, he needs to like, he doesn't want to feel that energy of being rushed. He needs to like be early for everything. And like things just need to get done in, in a, he needs more time than less to get things done basically. So I didn't know human design when we were dating, but looking back, I'm like, wow, because for him, he's like, everything's always a fire drill for you. Like it would stress him out to watch me do things <laughs> at the last minute. And I'm like, what? Like, this is just, this is normal. This is me. But I realized now he was, he was soaking up that, that stress and that energy and it was too much for him. And so you can really start to become just more aware of, of your partner. And, you know, for me, I was like, God, that's so annoying. Just let me be me. But now it's like, wow, I actually could have just, you know, if it's starting to affect him, I can just, I should have shifted, you know, I could have shifted to, to do that for him so that he wasn't really feeling in that way. Or, you know, this is, this is where I think it's most powerful is um, for emotional authorities. If you, that's your solar plexus in your chart. So if you have a defined solar plexus, you're an emotional authority. So you're like feeling a lot of emotions all the time. You have the emotional authorities have waves. So they're kind of like these these waves of emotions that will repeat and repeat and repeat for them. Whereas if you're undefined solar plexus, you're just absorbing emotions from others all the time. And so, um, yeah, I, I think being in a relationship with somebody who was an emotional authority as an undefined solar plexus, looking back, I'm like, ah, I just took a lot of things personally or took it on where now I know mm. I'm feeling this emotion. What is it? Oh, it's not mine. That's his. Okay, so you can really release that and not carry it on. Let him go through his wave. Give him space. Give him time. That's the thing with emotional authorities, too. They need, t- they need time to really be making decisions until they reach a point of clarity. So even if it, even if you're in a, an argument with your partner, and one's uh, one's authority and one's undefined, and that undefined is going to want to keep pushing because I know my emotions, I know why I'm feeling things. For emotional authority, sometimes they don't know why they're feeling things. Sometimes their emotions aren't attached to anything. Like they could just feel angry for no reason. Whereas like I feel angry because something something upsetting happened. So it's it was is learning that like okay, take a step back. You know, stop pushing the conversation. If someone wants to sleep on it. Let an emotional authority sleep on it. Let them say, let's come back to this conversation because nothing really productive happens when you start forcing those conversations. So I think in relationships and even with children, you know, or friendships, whatever it is, a business partner, it's it's such a powerful tool to really deeply understand the other and what they need. So now you can be like, oh, okay, they're going through a rave right now. You know, my partner just freaked out because there's a fork in the sink. 
not about the fork. He's just in a wave and I'm not going to take that personally because I left the fork. I'm going to walk away and let him have a freak out and he'll come back around in 10 minutes. Hmm. This is fascinating. And of course, now hmm. I feel like we need to, I guess that people probably do like couples, human design readings, right? Yeah. Yeah. There, you know, I offer readings for couples or even if sometimes, sometimes people have partners who are like, Ooh, it's kind of woo-woo. I'm not really, you know, I, I don't want to sit down for that, but then, then she'll just bring like his chart with her to the reading. And then I can kind of touch base on, on both mm-hmm. of them. And then, and then she can kind of share that, that information. Okay. Interesting. This has been so fascinating. I feel like I finally have a grasp on human design to, you know, the a, a certain amount at least. Um, are there any final pieces of wisdom you want to offer or something you wish maybe someone would have told you when you started to learn human design? Um, you know, I think it's just really about, again, trusting your desires. And that's the biggest thing for me that I took away was like, they're all there for a reason. And the more you dive into your design, the more you'll understand yourself. So, so trust yourself and trust your desires and, and know that, and this isn't just, you know, just human design, but like the universe always says yes. So the more you come into alignment with the way you're designed to be, the easier it is for the universe to like bring those things to you. So mm-hmm. just, just allow it. And um, yeah, I just think there's no there's no dream that's too big and there's nothing that's impossible when you truly believe it and you're living a life of alignment. And that's, you know, we, we talk about alignment in the spiritual world in so many ways, but human design really is a tool. Like it can give you tangible steps to get into alignment, which is really following your strategy, authority, and mastering your energy type. Um, so yeah, just like play, you know, play, have fun in life. And we really have the power to be whoever we want to be and um yeah the more that you kind of follow your design and get into that alignment the more that your soul is going to feel that it's going to know like you'll just you just know when you're on the right path so so play and have fun and yeah let the rest unfold for you beautifully said can't ask for anything better than that. Have fun, <laughs> flow, <laughs> live yeah. your truth and all will align. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much, Liz. Where can people connect with you and where can they uh, connect with you for a personalized reading? Yeah. So we have many offerings on our website. So it's um, www.alignbydesignhd.com. And so on there, we offer readings, one-to-one coaching, uh, boxer support. Amy has a human design certification program. It's a really in-depth 12-month program. Um, And then we have programs throughout the year and masterminds. And there's lots of offerings there, um, you know, in whatever way that you're desiring to be supported. We try to really be able to show up for for you guys. So that's all on alignbydesignhd.com. We are on Instagram at alignbydesignhd. And my personal page is at Liz Coyle. Amazing. And all that will be linked in the show notes. So go and follow Liz and Align by Design HD. 
I'm obsessed. So <laughs> I will be there so as fun. well. <laughs> Thank you for providing me the opportunity to share. Um, it's like that joke in my group of friends. It's like, you know, the person who's like, what, 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 you know, what time you're born? Like, that's who I've become. I'm like, hi, nice <laughs> to meet you. What time are you born at? Um, so I just love human design and I love sharing it. And so I, I really appreciate the opportunity to, to share this with you. It's been so much fun. Mm, the pleasure is mine. Thank you so much, Liz. And to everyone listening, we hope you got so much from this and we will all talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us, beautiful friend. Please share the love with a five-star review, text the episode to a friend, and connect with me on Instagram at Goddess Ceremony.